You're listening to Fox on the Wire. Is it recording? <laughs> no pressure. This is Amy Francis, and you're listening to Fox on the Wire. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! How great are the boom little army clampy oh, things, them. by the way? Yeah. yeah. I have to split the table <laughs> just to get the clamp. I love it. Because the table's rounded. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't sense. work. I've, um, I've got a... Obviously, I've got a desk for my computer, for my recording setup, and I've just bought... I've got two mics, and I use both of them for recording, and I've had to buy pieces of wood and draw them on each side <laughs> just so I can climb yeah. one. <laughs> you always find a way. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Always. <laughs> All right. Well, we've already hit record, so Sweet. Amy Francis, welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. <laughs> nice to be back. Yeah, man. Nice to, uh, nice to have you in person. <sighs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> is this the real life? It's an odd... Uh, <laughs> human interaction in yeah. person wow what a year man mm. yeah so you've got a new single out called day tripping mm. bit of a country vibe yeah everyone's trying to pinpoint it because it is a bit of a weirdo track um yeah i think with that little banjo thing in in the middle of it it's definitely kind of gone southern yeah um it was originally written as a challenge um during lockdown i i did a pretty intensive six-month um, sync course, so writing for TV, films, ads, blah, blah, blah. And um, one of the, the homework challenges was to write a song using a bunch of random samples. One was like a, a wine glass hit and a bunch of other things. And oh, Okay. Um, yeah, that was the kind of the, the start of it. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's got a bit of a mm, dancey vibe. Sure. I wouldn't say techno. It's... um. It is what it is, I think. It was um there was never any real kind of plan with it and then I finished it and it's been done for a few months now and I was like, I'm I'm due to release something. That's yeah. you know, twenty twenty's been weird, why not make it a little weirder? Yeah. <laughs> well it's always sort of hard to pinpoint your tracks to a genre. You sort of release something a bit different. Uh, every time. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it is. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Hard to put you in a in a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, did you do a video for Day Tripping? So there's a video. Pretty much everything's been planned out. I'll yep. be filming that in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Um, and then I'll be doing a full release probably January, February um, in conjunction with the video. And yeah. We could. Mm. Any uh, single launch plans? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm yeah. probably going to be sticking away from from proper live shows for a while. I just, yeah. I personally, I love the idea of going to shows, but at the same time, I'm a bit just. It's not a hundred percent yet, you know, in terms of just the atmosphere as well, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know what that whole scene yeah. is going to look like anymore. <laughs> me um, either. Me either. You know, I I want to do a whole show full of year oh, sorry a whole, whole year full of shows next year it's still early in the morning <laughs> um but i don't know what that's going to look like none of us do i don't think no i so, think it's a waiting game and i think yeah. we've just kind of got to be smart and either write a heap of stuff or find other ways to release it or find other avenues to you know have an outlet you know mm. um yeah it's been a weird year <laughs> Sure has been. So tell us about this course that you were studying. Yeah, so it started in February. Um, it was online, mostly um, American students. And, um, yeah, we just had challenges to write songs for certain themes, um, a lot of homework in terms of listening to or watching Netflix series and um you know, you never actually realise how much music is in stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and ads as well and um, meeting mu- music supervisors. So they're the ones that place the music in the shows. And um, it's been a really, really good thing for me, I think. Mm. You know, I, I've, I'm co-writing probably two, three songs a week. Um, I've probably got 15 to 20 plus new songs written um, with wow. other people since February. Um and I've been, you know, I've been, I've been shipping, I guess, or I've been uh, shopping my songs around to different super, like different supervisors. Um, I guess my my main niche has been kind of like 
uh, sports, pre-game entertainment kind of vibes, which has been really fun. Um, I've had a few songs placed with some agencies, so, you know, now I've got to get them placed in the TV shows and then all the rest of the stuff. But, you know, I've got kind of – I've got a few friends that are doing it full-time now. They're pretty much writing for TV in sync. Wow. And the money's pretty good, you know. Mm. I think it's a bit of a long game, but once you get your foot in the door, it seems to be a, a really good one. So is that not necessarily jingles? No. So jingles, 90% of the jingle life is dead. Yeah. And people are using songs that either are or sound like popular stuff on the radio right mm. now or, or have got a certain vibe. Um Apart from the boat camping fishing theme song, the BCF song, mm. do you know it? Uh, no, not at the BCFing top. fun. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that's like one of the only jingles I know that's on at the moment. Okay. They should sponsor you now. Yeah. Right. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Makes me think of um, Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. Oh my god. He's a jingle writer, and he did pretty well for himself. <laughs> he did very well you know? for himself. That's, that was the first thing my dad said. Oh really? When, when I said, oh, I'm, I'm doing this course, he's like, so you're going to be the next Charlie Sheen? Nah. I'm like. <laughs> Not quite. Not as naughty. <laughs> he came up with some terrible stuff too. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. It was. But he did, did all right. Yeah. Gotta Living love Charlie. Nice beach house in Malibu. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's, a, it's a good way to... I always sort of like that idea of your songs living inside movies mm. and TV shows and stuff because... You know, you get those dramatic scenes or action scenes with music behind them and they really, you're not even, until you actually notice the music, you don't have how much it actually impacts that scene. I saw, and someone made it somewhat of a joke. Have you seen the Star Wars video that someone did with no music and then they, oh. they did the, the sound effects of the footsteps and someone coughing and yeah, all the rest of it? I think I have. That was a while ago, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, I think they were trying to kind of portray that message as well, oh. and it was it was hilarious. But it was um, true, I guess, in in in, in yeah. some way. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, good luck with all that. I hope yeah, that, thank that you. goes well. Yeah. So, so you were doing like you had full on homework and everything. It was it was really hectic. I'm actually mm. kind of thankful that the, the <laughs> silver lining of this whole lockdown for me was to be able to focus mm. on that full time, just because. Um, in the real world, I'm doing, you know, five, six gigs a week and just the, the mental capacity, I probably wouldn't have been able no. to do it, really. But, um, yeah, no, it was great. I, I'm also doing a music production course at the moment as well, which is another thing cool. that I really kind of want to jump into as well. Yeah. yeah. Is that so you can record your own Pretty much, stuff? yeah. And yeah. I'd love to, you know, I, I write a lot of songs that, you know, we were saying that you don't know what to expect from me in terms of singles and stuff, but it, it just isn't in my forte genre i guess and i'd love to be able to kind of pitch those songs to other artists and stuff as well for sure yeah and also record other artists and i've done uh, so much recording remotely at the moment there's Mm. um, a producer in scotland shout out to chris sutherland and uh he's been doing a lot of my stuff okay was um was day tripping was that a bit of a collaboration that was mostly um mostly my own effort and then um james you're right. <laughs> it's the face that goes with it. Um, then James Croses, he uh, jumped in. He's from Melbourne and he jumped in and did the mixing. Cool. Yeah. And a few bits and pieces as well, which was cool. Yeah. Who played the banjo? I think it was a sample. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's hard to play the banjo. Have you ever yeah, tried to play no, one? I haven't. No. Oh, I'd man. like to. Yeah. My uncle's got a six string ban- banjo, so I'm guessing that's a bit of a cheating Hmm. thing right yeah i don't know like i think i spoke to someone else about this when i I picked one up i'd had a few beers so i wasn't quite you know <laughs> gig, uh, ready. gig ready yeah, yeah. And maybe I, some people would be after a few beers yeah well true but yeah. you know i just picked it up thinking oh, yeah, you know it's got strings and a fretboard and blah blah I blah this i can work this out and um yeah it was more difficult than i thought so more technique to it. it it's quite cool like mm. it's a fun little instrument but um yeah, we'll see. Takes you straight to the hillbilly vibe, I think that's where I picked up the country vibe of yeah the latest song. For so, sure. so you were um, we had you on the podcast here back on episode eleven. We are now episode number fifty-one. Yeah, wow. So it was. Um, and when was that? Like, how quick have you got to that fifty-one <sighs> mark? I think you were on because you were just about to go to America. 
Right, okay. Uh, to, I think it was September 2019, so just over a year year. ago. Wow, Um, well done. um, Thank you. Yeah. So, we had you on Skype, I think. Yes. um, Yeah, so wanted to get you on person. This is like a special Christmas show, by the way. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) It's like, you know, December 20th today. I'll probably have it out in the next day or so. Awesome. So, a special Christmas show with Amy Francis. Yeah. yeah, so I think at that time you had just released your single Seventeen. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so you know our audience has grown mm. since then. So do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on your background as a muso, sort sure. of where you started from and how you got to here? <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, no, I have always kind of done music. I started. I left school at 15, um, went to a music college for a couple of years, got picked up by management. This is the very quick story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to America when I was 17, um, was there for a couple of years, recorded an album over there. And got- this is what, that single 17? No, was kind of a- so, oh. oh, yes, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, it's kind of. Does it smell like? Yeah, I'm going to have to okay. pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> oh, man. Even and we're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You can cut that again too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just had a little emergency there, but we're back. Sorry to cut you off, Amy. That's okay. So you're telling us that you um, moved to America when you were 17? Yes. So moved to America when I was 17. Um, I was there for a couple of years. Um, management screwed me over. I moved home. I was around 19 at that point. And then from then onwards, I've pretty much gone back into it every year. Um, the song that I wrote... Um, that was released last year, 17, kind of was written about when I was 17 and, um, and younger (laughs) and I was going out with my much older bandmates and we'd be going out to pubs and all the rest of it. Um, and I was getting in with a fake ID, blah, blah, blah. And then after, uh, I moved back from the States, we went over to, um, Los Angeles for six weeks and toured and, and drank a lot. And it was kind of a, mixture of all those kind of experiences into one i guess <laughs> yeah wow that wouldn't have been an amazing it was um time it was great i yeah. mean the pros outweighed the cons thankfully because i didn't get stuck into any crazy contracts yeah. and stuff like that you know so yeah no i'm i'm thankful that it happened and i'm I'm kind of glad that i got burnt younger than yeah. older if that makes sense yeah as well. yeah yeah it's probably made you more smart and savvy a lot more business minded for yeah. sure um and you said, like, you didn't sort of get caught up in the whole party lifestyle. Like, you did keep focused yeah, on your music. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm good at drinking. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I had a lot of friends over there that maybe took a few things they shouldn't have. And mm. I saw how people can be mm. douchebags, basically. Yeah. Um, and it put me off, you know. Um, so, yeah, being in the industry, I feel like we are always surrounded by stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not for me anyway. Mm. And I, I mean, these days I, I drive to most of my yeah. gigs, you know, and I can't play guitar when I'm sloshed. Yeah. It's not a great experience yeah. for anyone. <laughs> so it's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's an age thing as well, you know, mm. I hate to admit it, but, um, yeah, you just kind of get over that scene. Yeah. I mean, this year I've found myself drinking more mm-hmm. just because there's no gigs. So, um, for me, like gigs is the only thing that keeps me away from the booze these it's really days. Really interesting. Really. Wow. Yeah. So, um, do you find that's be- and if you don't mind me asking, do you find that's because gigs and music are a bit of an escape sometimes? You know, I mean, for me, listening to music can just get me away from whatever stresses I've got going on, or you know. Yeah, I think it just keeps me focused on something bigger and something I can focus on being my best self mm, at and I know yep. I can't drink the night before and then play a gig the next night and think I'm gonna be my best yeah I might get away with it but um so just yeah just it's it's something I've focused on in the last few years because I used to drink too much and mm-hmm. this year I've sort of got back into that a little bit just it's an easy habit especially uh, with what's been going on you know what I mean yeah. like, and what's not been going on as well mm. um I think I think you'd find that ninety percent 
at a minimum of people who drink. Uh, like I know, speaking from um, my friends' group and all that kind of stuff, everyone has jumped on the booze a yeah. lot, um, a lot more this year. I think. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, I just... Which has it affected? And again, I feel like I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> That's alright. How do you find your mental health has been compared to maybe before when you did have your gigs and that kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, for me, the gigs were always, like I said, sort of something bigger to focus on and look forward mm. to, and um, try and uh, yeah, that that was just like the the end goal for that week or something like mm. that, and. That was the the big thing that I was uh, reaching for to be my best at the end of that week was yeah. the gig on the Saturday night or, mm. or whatever. So everything I did that week was a lead up to try and be in good shape for that or something. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, without that at the moment, like I'm still being very productive and mm. doing heaps of stuff and I'm actually exercising more. Awesome. Um and, but, yeah, without that sort of gig in mind at the end of the week or whatever, you know, Friday night, I'll just have a few more drinks. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, totally. So that's one thing I'm hoping we can get back into next year is more gigs. Absolutely. No, I agree. It's, um, I, it's a waiting game, I think. Mm. A lot of stuff in Melbourne, at least, seems to be a lot more normal in terms of what it was. Mm. But... um. Yeah, I still don't think we're at that no. normalcy of, of going out to gigs. Like, yeah, mm. like it's nothing, but like it's something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at, I think they've just closed the borders between oh, Vic and New South Wales again, you know, so. So touring just doesn't seem like a thing at all. No. You know, there's bands, big bands that are getting booked overseas bands as well mm. that are getting booked to play here next year and i'm just like yeah. how how are you even yeah. thinking like that i mean i guess it's a it's a them trying to stay positive and, yeah. and trying to keep things moving and record companies trying to keep things moving but you know <laughs> yeah i know and so well you know guns and roses organized yeah. or booked that uh, tour for like well, it's about a year from now what and it's like have they been have they booked it with capacities like i don't even I know, know. You know, is there social distancing, which means they can only have half the MCG filled or something? <laughs> Maybe that's... Oh, they were at the MCG last time, hey. But you wouldn't think it'd be worth them booking it in that no. case. So, but they must be... They must have put some sort of clause in the booking contract that if they need to pull out, then... They can. They can and, yeah. not, you know, they're not liable or... I reckon that's going to be a thing for a while. I think insurance... Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if ticket prices go up a ton yeah. more because insurance would have to cover the fact that if a band member has COVID-like symptoms, you know, yeah. like just small things, like yeah. it's um, there's going to be a lot more easy way, easy ways out. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think I mean I think they have to pay for it, but yeah, and that'll be like right up to mm. just about to jump on stage time. You know, totally. and Axel's got a. A cough, you know, <laughs> you can't do it. due yeah. to go on stage in an hour, the, the venue's half full or whatever. Yeah. We've got to pull the plug. Oh, man. So, and then, you know, maybe they're not liable for... Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this is like a wrap of the whole yeah, year. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like a debrief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, what is touring and even just traveling as a person look like? I don't know. So, I think, you know, what you've done with studying your courses yeah is a good idea i think i just need i needed something to keep me Mm. accountable and keep me on top of something because i'm very good at um feeling really overwhelmed and feeling a bit drowned and everything sometimes and it's like especially with covid when Mm. i wasn't gigging i didn't really have you know we couldn't visit each other couldn't visit friends no um, my 5k radius i'm really thankful that i do live near the beach but it was the beach basically mm. um so in terms of going places we weren't going too far anyway yeah. but so the beach was a, it was a great outlet but at the same time it, it, it took up a bit do you know what i mean like it, it, because i live a fair way out it, it didn't really um Give us much, I guess, to, to visit. Yeah. Um. So the courses were great. This is me rambling, but the courses were great because it kept me on track. Yeah, yeah. Um. Otherwise, mentally, it would have been a 
lot more of a struggle than it has been. Yeah, because, I mean, you were – well, you're one of the busiest people I know in terms of gigging. Yeah. So you, how many shows were you averaging a week? In yeah, five to six yeah. is kind of like my, my go-to. Which is heaps. <laughs> yeah. And to go from that to – It was a well, bit none. of a crash. Yeah. It was actually kind of nice at the start. The first month, I was like, this is lovely. <laughs> I can get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> then it got to the five-week mark and I was like, oh, my God, I've spent way too much time with myself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just sitting in my thoughts and yeah. um, not having any responsibilities, you know. Again, it sounds like such a first-world problem, I know, but, um, yeah, you kind of need I, – I need stuff to, to keep me yep. going because mm. otherwise my head will tell me a lot of stupid crap, yep. basically. <laughs> yeah. So the courses were great and, it, you know, I got to upskill – and, and just kind of keep, you know, I've started doing a bunch of session singing stuff. Cool. I can do it from home and, um, you know, people hire me for that kind of stuff as well. Mm. And yeah, so it was just finding different avenues um, to keep me going. Diversifying? Yeah, good yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I've never been, I mean, I, I, I do love performing live. Yeah. But I'm not that person which I think you are, who needs that live outlet. I'm mm. more, I need to be able to write yeah. and express myself somehow. But if, and it sounds kind of strange coming from a musician, but if I was only going to be getting on stage once a year, mm. I'd still be all right with that. Mm, okay. Um, but if I was writing, that if I was writing the whole time, if someone told me, okay, you're not making music anymore, but you have to, play live i don't know if that'd be like a cover situation or something mm. i'd get stale maybe it is because i've done covers for so long you know i've done music full time with 80 percent of that being covers gigs mm. i wonder if that's why i think well looking from my angle i think mm. you've just again using that word i think you've just diversified your uh, music musicality thing like uh you know you've incorporated a lot more things into your musician life yeah Uh, it's not just gigs yeah or something like that yeah we'll go with Uh, that i guess i love the production side of things yeah you know i'll I'll be (laughs) i'll be in my, my little studio and my wife, Lindsay, will come in and she'll be like, what is that noise? It sounds like there's spaceships coming in. <laughs> and it's me playing with some snare drum and putting these weird effects on it. And I'm there for like an hour. She's oh. like, you've been playing the same sound for an hour. Can you just use your headphones? Oh, man. <laughs> I probably should, really. I mean, I could just use my headphones, but I was just in the moment. It's not of as that, much fun. That but... alien snare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, like, yeah, that... I really do see a future for me in terms of production yeah. and, and writing for other people because it's, um, yeah, it's a really good outlet. And to be fair, like once the restrictions eased, I've been straight back into work gigging mm. and my anxiety is terrible at the moment. Like okay. people, seeing people in yeah. real life. And I think because also I was doing quite a lot of online gigs mm. where it's no people. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's people there yeah, it sounds <laughs> really looking st- at you right it sounds so silly because at the start of lockdown i was like um this is so strange that i'm, I'm playing to my phone camera or whatever it was mm. and then it changed to um this is normal and now the new norm is back to people and mm. it weirds me out mm. so okay. it's been a real kind of struggle slash adjustment to get back into humans again yeah <laughs> it's weird yeah i never thought i'd say that but because i'm i'm pretty in terms of gigs you know i don't really get the pre-gig nerves and all the rest of it but okay. <laughs> yeah well um i mean you were locked down literally the whole time though weren't you so yeah you yeah probably didn't have much no human contact no. yeah yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's just kind of going to slowly go away. But yeah. there's been quite a few people that I've spoken to about it and just been like, how are you going? And and, mm. and there's quite a few musicians that are like, yeah, no. Nah. Okay. <laughs> it's um, even getting back into being gig fit vocally mm. is, um, yeah, it's all kind of new. Yeah, I saw Joe Laugh posted something about yes. not being gig fit. and I replied um, to that. I was just like, wow, yeah. I get it. 
I mean, even just like I was rehearsing yesterday and um, I've, I've tried to keep up a fairly regular, just so it doesn't fall too far away. Mm. Um, but I'm also writing a bit more at the moment, so it's not That's exciting. so much rehearsal. Oh. But, yeah, you can definitely, like if you had to jump on stage tomorrow, I think I'd be, I'd be very nervous myself. Mm. Um, so... But you know, I was at I went to a pub the other night for dinner, and um, out in the beer garden, and then all of a sudden, you know, no one's wearing masks because you know at work all day I'm wearing masks and yep. I'm surrounded by people with masks. And all of a sudden I'm at a beer garden again. I'm like, oh, hang on, <laughs> wait, what I haven't been here for a while. <laughs> yeah, and um, I just kind of had that moment of realization that this is weird. Yeah, so I think I get. The anxiety thing and yeah, um, I'm kind of nervous about how anxious I'm going to be whenever my first gig is. Yeah. Probably next year. Mm. So. Um, I guess, you know, you've just got to remind yourself that um, I think everyone's going to be in the same boat, mm. <laughs> you know, and, um, and to not be too hard on yourself about it because it's, um, I don't think, it, I definitely think nobody could have guessed what this year's been mm. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we would have all been okay with a shorter lockdown and getting back into things, but yeah. kind of really dragged. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I worry about people that struggled yeah. socially beforehand because yeah. it's um, it probably would have been, to some people, it would have been their heaven to not have to yeah. <laughs> deal with people for, you know, and then going back into, to, you know, real life, I guess. Mm. It's, um, yeah. Do you get nervous when you hear, like, for me, right, <laughs> I used to, you know, you'd, you'd check every day and see how many cases there were, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Are you nervous now that New South Wales has cases? Does uh, that bother you? Um, I, well, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, you sort of look around the world at different places and they might be going okay for a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know. All of a sudden, a few cases, and they're back into lockdown or mm. more restrictions. So, uh, I'd be very surprised if that doesn't happen here again. Yeah, soon. Yeah, uh, you know, and especially when winter <clears throat> and stuff come. Yeah. Like, oh, obviously we're not yet, but you know, when that comes up. Yeah. It, yeah. So yeah. you know what started off as flatten the curve right at the start yeah. here uh, is just totally gone into something different, but. Yeah. That's a whole different sort of podcast that's, show, that's a I think. That's kettle of fish, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but look, I hope next year looks better mm. for everyone. I think it has, well, I say it has to, but here's me thinking that lockdown was going to last two, three weeks, you know? <laughs> it's that's like, uh, what we all thought, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, in a way I was grateful that I worked all the way through and mm. most of my time was kind of normal, you know, still um, we got busier. And yeah. I think it, in a way it kept me level. Occupied, yeah. A bit. Um, definitely missed the gigs though. Mm. But um, yeah, I sort of wasn't isolated like a lot of people Yeah. for too long. Yeah, no, that's good. Although, you know, a little bit of time off would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I could definitely I'm, use downtime. But, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Like, yeah. you know, again, it's kind of like that silver lining of um, what I was able to do during it. But at the same time, it's, yeah, it's. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I'd just like to take a quick moment and interrupt the show to thank our sponsor of the Fox on the Wire podcast, Muses of Mystery. Muses of Mystery is Melbourne's finest witchcraft and occult destination and a proud supporter of Fox on the Wire. Muses of Mystery offers services and supplies to the local and international pagan community. Conveniently located in the heart of Melbourne CBD and online, they specialise in spiritual tools, jewellery, spell supplies, occult teachings, spell consultations, intuitive tarot readings, Reiki and other energetic healings. Muses of Mystery stock all the ingredients and supplies to enhance your magical practice, offering a safe, friendly and understanding service to a diverse community as well as the curious. In collaboration with Fox on the Wire, spend a minimum of $50 on their online store at www.musesofmystery.com and mention Fox on the Wire in the comments section with your online order and receive a free mystery gift with your order. 
Thank you, Muses of Mystery, for your support. The website is www.musesofmystery.com. A link will be in the show notes. Now, back to the show with Amy Francis. Well, I was, uh, yeah, last time we had you on the show, you were about to head off to the US mm. with your fox. Yep. And you had an amazing time over there. Do you want to run us? Let's. Uh... That feels like <laughs> it feels like forever ago. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. So last October was my thirtieth, and my favorite band in the whole entire world is Aerosmith, and my favorite man in the whole entire world. Sorry, Dad. Is <laughs> Steven Tyler? No, <laughs> Steven Tyler's number two, and um. They were doing a residency in Vegas and I was like, can we just go? I've seen them a few times. Lindsay hadn't. She was a bit of a fan beforehand, but that all changed pretty quickly and she's now got Steven Tyler tattooed on her leg. But uh, (laughs) um, So basically um, Vegas have these really cool tickets where you can stand on the stage and it's basically like the side of stage. They take that part over and they pop a little bar in there and um, there's no speakers and stuff. So they give you like in-ear monitors and you wear those with like an iPod. It's real weird. And that gives you front of house sound. Wow. So that was where we were. We were really lucky and there weren't many people lined up when we got there. We were like on the barrier and, um, it was the best birthday ever. <laughs> um, yeah, Stephen Tyler came straight up to us and we had a bit of a sing and um, it was amazing. And then we had tickets for the following night. And oh, that night also he gave us bracelets and bits and bobs. And the following night um, he popped sun- his sunglasses on Lindsay and um, had another sing. Yeah. And then we went to... Th- the last night and Johnny Depp was playing on stage. Oh, so it was yeah. just really great. Wow. Um, they've got a, a museum um, underneath the stage area mm. and you can like do a tour during the daytime. So we did that and um, there were a bunch of guitars and basses for sale from um, Brad and Tom. So I bought a bass and we got a meet and greet with them, which was really cool. Wow. And yeah, so it was just a yeah. ridiculous experience. So you got pretty close to Steve or yeah. he got pretty close to yeah. you. Yeah, it like, was, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a total right place, right time, mm. luck kind of, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Is that because he heard you singing from stage? <laughs> He's like, who's still in my vocals here? I think. He, he can hear you. <laughs> I think with Vegas, you know, you get so many tourists come in that might not be diehard fans of the musicians at the places, if that makes sense. Mm. And Lindsay and I, were, you know, I've got my mohawk and Lindsay's pretty much got her mohawk as well and all the tats and stuff. We stand out like a sore thumb anyway. Yeah. But then when you've got... Crazy me singing all the lyrics and all the rest of it. It was just like, he's like, okay, there are diehards here, I think. You know, in the same kind of area, there was a a company that had paid for 15 of their staff or something to come. And, and mm. I don't think they were massive. No. I think they went to Vegas and then did the Aerosmith. They paid for meet and greets too, which mm. I think were like two and a half grand or, or something crazy. Yeah. Like money, 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 money. Big company probably. But, um, yeah, when you're kind of hanging around with those people who aren't diehards, I think it's pretty obvious to see who is. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's probably spotted you. And, <laughs> it was probably uh, a bit of a fresh, a bit of fresh air. I think. Yeah, you know. So yeah. um, yeah. No, it was amazing. That whole trip was really great. And you know, every few days we just thank ourselves that it was last year and not this oh, year. You know, no. like it's just. Yeah. Thank you for being born in 1989. No. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. You know, it, it was just one of those trips that you just you couldn't have guessed what was gonna happen mm. yeah what a dude mm. what a band oh my god what did oh he smell god. like he smelled beautiful <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start me he was all like sandalwoody and oh, musky yeah. and i just wanted to keep him yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wow. love him yeah how does he still sing like that you know i it's... think he sings better yeah I think that's what happens when you get off the drugs, yeah. when you get off the alcohol, I think. Yeah. And um, 
sort your shit out. He's so fit as well. Mm. Like kind of a Mick Jagger in terms of still bolting, bolting, bolting around the stage. The range though, like that's what blew my brain is it, it's got better. And Mm. he, he always, to me has always been like my complete vocal bloody hero just because his vocal range is massive. Mm. And, um, it still is. Yeah. Yeah, He wasn't missing out on any notes. That's for sure. And it's full of all this stuff. It's not, it's not just hitting high. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I was going to ask you, you know, what your favorite Aerosmith era is because back in the early days, he sounded a lot different. He had like this red yeah. color. <laughs> and then in the 80s, he kind of, it just got better and then yeah. it got better in the 90s. So I know most diehard Aerosmith fans hate the 90s. They hate that just push play nine lives kind of era mm. where it did go a bit poppier. I love it. I and love I it. don't know if it's because I was around then and remember it being, mm. you know, I remember Don't Want to Miss a Thing on video hits on a yeah. Saturday morning and I had no idea if this person singing was a guy or a girl. <laughs> it was the same time as Cher when she brought out that Believe song and oh, Strong yeah. Enough. And I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. They're strange and wonderful and yeah. <laughs> lovely. And, um, yeah, so I kind of – that was my Aerosmith start, that mm. don't want to miss a thing kind of thing. And then, you know, Steven Tyler ended up doing songs with Pink at some point. And yeah. so I kind of went backwards, and that's happened with a lot of bands from the 70s and, yep. and the Stones in the 60s, um, Kiss, same kind of thing, where I I start at the point that most diehards don't like yeah. because of my age and go backwards. But – I love that pop stuff. Like, I love Just Push Play. That album is yeah. so good. And um, their Nine Lives is really good. Yeah, there's some great songs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, look, they're probably my two favorite yep. albums, I think. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm pretty sure Just Push Play was my first album that I brought of theirs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because I think, I'm trying to think back. It's hard to, I don't want to miss a thing. That was huge for me. Mm. Looking, I, I kind of feel sorry. I think that's their only number one. I kind of feel sorry for them that's that not that's the one that, their number yeah, one. Yeah, I do too. And it wasn't written by them. No, yeah. like they deserve better than that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. it's still, they made it theirs. And, yeah, totally. You know, so that was all good. It was, a, what was it for the Armageddon movie, mm. wasn't it? And I watched that the other day. Oh. It came on telly. Yeah, I'm watching and I'm waiting and crying during Bruce Willis's part and all the rest of it and I'm waiting for the song yeah it's in the last ending credits that's uh, it and yeah. I thought because I've just got such big visions of this song being in it's because the video clip yeah. um pretty much recounts everything and Steven Tyler's on the thing anyway yeah so yeah. it's just in the ending credits but it still was mm. so successful <laughs> yeah that was huge yeah and um I remember uh the guitarist Brad Brad Whitford mm. I think after just push play he i think he regretted or he wasn't that happy with it because they used so many tracks mm-hmm. on that album and it was a bit but it has some really great songs i love it i love it yeah. and nine lives was a great album yeah it was just it's rock and roll mm. it's just he sings his ass off like the yeah the cat scree- yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah the start, the start. so oh, cool amazing and just really well i mean i love that i love production of rock from that era yeah i think if you do too we're kind of some of the only people that as musicians i think as well appreciate it because i feel like people found that it was quite it was turning a bit plasticky but at the same time it's just like it's so well done i I don't know i think it's that that fine line you know and yeah no that nine lives album is pretty solid (sighs) it's great and it's just it's just a rock album but only in a way that Aerosmith could do. You know, he's got his harmonica stuff in yeah. there. Joe Perry's sort of rock and roll sort of guitars. Just There's no other band that sounds like them. No. You know, with no. the bluesy influence in that harmonica especially. You know, yeah. even in songs like Pink and, and these pop How songs. How great is that song, Pink? Yeah, it's great. The it's, bass line, the yeah, video. It's mu- yeah, the video's fun too. It's just, um, yeah, mm. I love it. Yeah, mm. and um, even that blues album they did, Hong Kong oh and Bobo. Oh, my God, I love that album so much. Uh, what's the one that ACDC covered that they covered? Baby, on? Please Don't Go. Yeah. Yeah, so, solid. Hell, how good is that? They also did a couple of originals on that one as well, and mm. they're really good songs. Mm. Yeah, I love it. But I really love um, 
like I was already into Aerosmith, but then I got way back into their early 70s stuff because mm-hmm. they were smashing out albums mm. oh, every year. I was consecutive for a while there, yeah. You know, albums like Rocks, and mm. which I think is Slash's favorite album, oh. so, which is why oh, Slash likes this. I'm going to go check yeah, it out. Yeah, cool. Fun. And, um, you know, it's actually quite, it's quite heavy. They've got parts that are quite heavy, especially mm. for their kind of music as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a song. Uh, what album's it on? Um, might have been the one before Rocks, I think. So, all... I'm so bad with my timeline. Yeah. Anyway, it's like got this real grungy sort of feel. Mm. Um, I'll have to show you. I'll yeah. have to show you. You'll know it. But yeah, yeah, cool. It's got a, a real grungy sort of thing, like way before... There was grunge. Yeah, cool. So Love it. I think, you know, Aerosmith, like they're obviously hugely famous, but I think they're underrated yeah. in a lot of ways. I did too. I was kind of surprised when they did their tour of Australia. So it was like, what, 2013-ish? Mm. Um, I was surprised the venues went bigger. And I think they played yeah. the, the Music Bowl. I was living, um, I was interstate. I was in Sydney at the time, but I think they did um, the Sydney My Music Bowl, which... I don't know. I thought they'd get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw them at uh, Rod, Rod Laver 2012. Yeah, nice. Which was... Oh, maybe they did Rod Laver as well then. Mm. Well, that would make sense. Mm. Yeah. But they were amazing. Like yeah. Steve Tyler was just – actually, I think uh, – what's his name? Tom. I don't think he played that show. I think he went home he sick. Was sick? Yeah. yeah. Was that when he had cancer? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. He's had a rough trip. Mm. Um. So, story, quick yep. story. Um, uh, I moved to the UK in 2011. Mm. And, I mean, the main reason was for an ex that visa stuff we had to, we had to have back, which, whatever. But um, the other reason was because Aerosmith were playing at the O2 <laughs> Arena. <laughs> yeah. So we went. <laughs> I was like, oh, we may as well just move back now. <laughs> It's it's a it's a month away. We've got plenty of time to sort our life out. Oh look, Aerosmith are playing oh, like in five weeks. We should oh, go. We may as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I haven't seen a crappy Aerosmith show yet. I'm I'm waiting. Mm. I'm waiting. Yeah. Actually, I'm not waiting because I don't think it's going to happen. Like, yeah. yeah. Are they going to release any new music? I think the last album was around that 2012, that music in um, another music from another dimension oh, album. Oh yeah, I didn't Which, like that. There wasn't too much going on there. Nah. Eh? I felt like it, they had to put something out. Mm. Um, there's a song that I don't mind with Carrie Underwood. Was that uh, a solo song that Steve? No, it was on, it was on the album. Mm. Um, which. It should have been on his country album, to be fair, because it would have worked mm. really well. But um, I don't mind that song. But yeah, I don't think I gave that album much. Too much. At all. No, they, there was no promo for it or anything either. Mm. I think it was just a, we have to put something out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got it in there. Oh, but there, there you I go. <laughs> just didn't really, and it's in like a digipack sort of looking yeah, thing. Yeah, cool. Um, but no, I didn't. I don't remember any songs off. There you go. At all. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting how they sort of reinvented themselves back They've in the 80s. always kind of been a band to do that, you know. Yeah. Like um, you've got this – oh, even the Stones reinvented themselves yeah. in the 80s. Like I think Keith Richards was too happy about it, but um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you look at um, – I think they were pretty down and out by the end of the 70s, and I think they were broke, weren't they, mm. Aerosmith? Because they'd – Publishing too many drugs and drugs, yeah. <laughs> Publishing and drugs. I think Stephen said he like snorted up half of Peru or something. Like that. I think that's his like go to oh, line for geez. sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what a what a guy, what a band. Yeah, the fact that they're all still alive is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I think what was their first album, nineteen seventy. Yeah, so it's fifty years of the original. That's lineup. right. Yes, because they were supposed to be doing a show in September mm. in Boston, mm. which they're all kind of from. Oh yeah. I was like, hey, Lindsay. Have you been there? <laughs> I haven't been to Boston. Uh, don't, they, don't they have a bar there? Oh, do they? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I haven't been there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what what are you listening to at the moment? Have you been listening to much music? <sighs> I listen to so much music. Mm. Um, 
a lot of stuff that I probably don't even know what the bands are because they're on random playlists and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of, what's the album? And it's the first time in a while that I can listen album through and love all the songs. Um, Machine Gun Kelly's um, mm. Tickets to My Downfall album. Yeah. It's pretty solid. It's kind of gone back to the 90s rock kind of thing. I mean, oh. he did record the drums are all Travis Barker. Okay. Um, it's cool. It's it's a good vibe, and he's a really interesting character because before this, he he brought out a rap, um, a rap EP. This is all pretty much singing, and um, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Okay. What have you been listening to? Um, I've sort of gone into a lot of heavier stuff cool. again. I think because um, I've sort of been exercising a bit more and i think i've been a bit angrier again this yeah, year fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> just, i'm going back to a lot of that stuff and i just like the hard-hitting things um uh seven dust yeah cool um you know it makes me sort of want to record some heavy music again um i can't imagine like starting a band from scratch and doing that whole thing but i just I've like just to re- started that what i've just started a heavy i've got a new a new project and we've just started jamming yeah and it's okay. kind of gone it's probably not as heavy as that but mm. it's um it's heavier I, okay. i'm playing an electric guitar oh we could yep yeah. <laughs> it's not an acoustic i think you were playing a, an electric when i first saw you yeah whenever that was <laughs> but um long time ago yeah yeah no it's gone a bit full circle-y um yeah, okay it's just been fun yeah so that's where i'm heading to after this just to have a bit of a write and see what we can oh cool kind of get out yeah yeah wicked so mm. just writing at the moment just just writing um we're at the real kind of early stages um the drummer um has played drums for me in melbourne for a while jace mm. and ro i i've kind of known around the traps but we actually randomly met properly i guess online during the sync course <laughs> so it's like it's all kind of strange but um yeah it's it's good fun like for me it's it's a bit of a challenge because i'm such a pop head usually mm. um getting my head around different tunings and all that kind of stuff it's mm. been um interesting okay mm. cool yeah yeah i mean you know i did a lot of the rock band stuff yeah years ago and i kind of i miss it yeah like, you know i've still got the electric next to me here, but yep. I, I just I don't sit around noodling on an electric guitar mm. anymore without that bigger outlet of a band or whatever. Um, so Could you see yourself doing it again? Oh, uh, probably, mm. maybe. I don't know. Don't have a lot of time. Yeah, you know, very much focus on the acoustic. Yeah, that's cool. S- stuff at the moment. Um, the acoustic could even be cool with a band too, though. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I miss playing with um Michael and yeah. Seth and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. I feel like I should uh make it a bit more of a thing next year. That's maybe. exciting. But, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I'd love to record some just heavy songs and just get that out of my system a little see. bit. Um That's really cool. So we'll see what happens. But mm. yeah, when um when you're on the show last time we were talking about uh like being able to break down a good song on an acoustic guitar, mm. being able to strip strip back a song on an acoustic guitar. So the other night I was watching um, Alice in Chains had this uh, thing in Seattle where they were recognised by oh, the pop culture place there. Um, sub, 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 something or other. Am I, am I on Is the it right track? M-pop or something? Oh, M-pop, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I should have written that down but anyway they had all different um you know artists playing alice in chains cool. songs through the night so like you had uh cory taylor and dave navarro awesome. together wow playing um cool. it, was, it was really cool yeah. yeah and you know a couple of the Soundgarden guys with um chris novoselic on bass from wow. Navarro. yeah but when i saw on friday night was um have you had it you know dallas green from yes. city and color Yes. He did an acoustic version of Rain When I Die. Okay. Which, you know, you listen to the original and it's like, well, how the hell would you break that down to an acoustic? But he did and it was fucking amazing. He's phenomenal. I love yeah. him. We actually saw him uh, in, in the States when we were there last ah, trip as well. Wow. Um, he's a brilliant musician. Yeah. And that voice is ridiculous as well. Well, yeah, cool. I've did. I don't know the songs. So I'll have to check out both. Yeah, I, oh. I, I didn't know. I've heard of City in Color, but yeah, 
I honestly didn't know who he was, but sort of looked into him a bit more. And um, so he was—he used to be in a heavier band, um, uh, Alexis on Fire. Oh yeah, okay. And then um, started this side project, and I think that band split up. And yeah, I think they've done really well. Oh, yeah. he's done really well anyway, solo. Yeah, well, I think he, you know, he tuned the guitar a bit differently, and because yeah. um, it's quite a riffy, riffy sort of song, okay. the original, but he just freaking nailed it. It was awesome. amazing. So yeah, yeah cool. check it out. I will. Anyone 100%. else out there, go and check it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just made me think of what we talked about last time, and it's true. That's exactly isn't it? it. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Cool. That's really cool. So another thing you did during lockdown was. Um, you started a clothing brand mm, called yeah. Snaggletooth. Yeah, so that's we've always kind of spoken about starting a clothing brand, and it's just been one of those things that yeah we should. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, we decided to Snaggletooth. I've always had as a name, um, and I didn't know if it was going to be a moniker for a uh, another project or or whatever it was going to be. And yeah, we decided to give it a go and we designed a bunch of t-shirts we got a couple of other designers involved as well and um started that up and it's been really kind of successful as a little side thing like oh, it's cool. been it's been a really fun it was a good thing to keep us occupied as well during yeah. lockdown um but it's been fun like uh, lindsay's been doing all the designs i think up on the store mostly lindsay's and yeah um yeah she loves it it's it's really cool it's just um an avenue that we, like I said, just never thought of, and but you know we spend so much money on on on, on clothes, and yeah. and you know we love our band t-shirts and we love our skulls and all that kind of stuff, and we're like, well, there has to be more of us out there, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, yeah, we we haven't got too much into the advertising. A lot of it's just been word of mouth and yeah. organic reach and all that kind of stuff. I won't get too nerdy on you, but um, <laughs> it's been fun. I think we'll we'll kind of start pushing it properly next year with mm. um. Google SEO and all that kind of Ooh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Watch out. So the website is www.wearesnaggletooth.com. Uh, oh, okay. I've got it written down here, but I couldn't work out the first. <laughs> Wearesnaggletooth.com. Yeah, yeah we could. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bit of a look at the store there. And you've obviously got your Amy Francis merch store as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Go and check that out, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Get a Christmas special. There you go. Absolutely. So you're still designing. More merch yeah, for yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's never ending. It's just kind of, um, yeah, it's, I've been kind of waiting to release some more stuff. So at the moment with the day tripping thing, I'll probably bring out a new T-shirt with that. Um, my Patreon people, um, I've been doing Patreon through lockdown as well. Mm. And there's a couple of tiers and, and the higher tier gets like a, a limited edition Patreon only T-shirt and stuff as well every few months and that's been fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thought about doing Patreon for the podcast here, but yeah, cool. um, I haven't sort of We'll have a chat taken that. Okay, all right. For sure. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. So amyfrancis.com. Mm-hmm. Um, any new singles? I've got heaps that are ready oh, to go. So yeah, okay. I think that next year, whatever bloody happens in terms of yeah. what we're doing, I'll, I'll be releasing. Um, yeah, I really want to kind of get back on the online train of of creating more content and all that kind of stuff yeah instagram and stuff (laughs) are you still doing your uh, weekly live performances no only because um i've been gigging that much in the Mm. real world um (laughs) (laughs) but i i might move i might kind of do a monthly kind of one um uh, we'll we'll work it out Yeah, yeah it's um yeah, it, it was great when, like during lockdown for sure. Yeah. And it was great to have people from all around the world tuning in and yeah. that's what's great about it. I think that's, I hate to say it, but I think that might be what's kind of coming up next. Mm. I know there's so many bands, um, God, I can't believe I'm saying Justin Bieber before Kiss, but Justin Bieber, <laughs> v- Bieber, <laughs> Bieber, <laughs> that makes it better. Kiss, uh, there's a bunch of bands and artists that are doing New Year's Eve streams oh yeah okay which is kind of crazy yeah um it just encourages everyone to be on their phones yeah it's not good no but at the same time like america are buggered yeah the uk is buggered they're wanting people to stay home so it's kind of it's this isn't it you know it's kind of Mm. it's a real hard one 
Yeah. Um, and I think because just everywhere in the world is at such a different state. Mm. 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 I think that's kind of, yeah, I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, what is... Um yeah. What does a touring musician even look like anymore? Doesn't It'd be interesting. I think you should, we, everyone, should write down in the next few days, write down what you think the next year could be like. Mm. And then, you know, come back to it in six months mm. and just see if it was what you thought or, you know, it'd be interesting because, like, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about this, about what I was thinking pre-lockdown yeah. Versus how long it all lasted and all that kind of stuff, and I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> very wrong. I, I think everyone very, very was wrong. Probably yeah. wrong. But I don't know. I think we just got to stay positive and and find the things that, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you about the whole people living on their technology. Mm. Um, but it's the but. Unfortunately, you've also got to look at it from a musician's point of view. This, it's free for us to get on it yeah. and uh, the reach is ridiculous versus going yeah. to play a show around the corner, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I know what you mean though, that whole personal, mm. personable approach, all that kind of stuff is so important, but that reach, that reach is so good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's finding the happy medium and I think that's what's going to be what needs to happen do you know what i mean mm. like i do um live gigs with my patreon peeps oh, sometimes yeah. and i try and do it through zoom so it means that in between songs and stuff you know they unmute themselves and we can have a chat and there's questions oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but it's it's still not the same you know i'd, I'd rather yeah. be in a backyard having a fire and you know yeah having some kind of vibe it's, it's a hard one i mean without all that we would have been screwed. Yes. You know, so without the technology, we Thank would have you, been. Thank you, Mr. Technology. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want to get locked into that and no. forget the whole person-to-person -person thing totally. either. No, I agree. So, but I read, <laughs> so we, oh, no, that'll take it into a, too much of a negative. Oh, 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 oh. I heard of a, um, like a cyber crash next year or something like that'll be the next pandemic are you serious merry christmas everyone see ya crash <laughs> <laughs> who knows like the y2k bug yeah oh, yeah yeah remember <laughs> that yeah oh, stupid me i don't know how old was it 2000 yeah yeah so i would have been 10 i uh decided to write myself a letter in case the oh. world exploded yeah i wrote the letter on the computer hmm I didn't print it off. Okay. You know, all the computers were supposed to go over it, but I wrote it on the computer. Yeah. But, but see the fear thing that we're yeah. sort of fed? Totally. Fuck. And it's, and it's the same like now too. Yeah. 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 You said far out, didn't you? Yeah, I said far out. Far, out. far out. Far out. Far out. So right, everybody's just got to keep their heads and we'll be right. Yeah. We'll get through it. Yeah, I think. Keep in contact and stuff. Keep breathing. Yeah, keep breathing. Yeah. yeah. So have you got much planned for Christmas? Christmas is a weird one, actually. I just had a missed call from my brother, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, for the first time, my dad's not going to be home for Christmas. He's over. He's going to be heading to Adelaide right. um, to see um, his partner's kids are doing Christmas over there or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I think it's going to be very quiet. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. I think. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you got much planned? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, working right up until. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Um, just look forward to that off and Do you boxing, get boxing day. day off. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, I think I'm got a podcast book with Brad Ma from yeah, Massive. Cool. Oh, so he's home. He's in Germany. Okay, so it's going to be um, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, cool. So it's like ten hour difference. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be midnight for him and like ten in the morning for me. Full on. So um, we used to sort of gig together back in the days. Uh, I think his band was called Misty Fizz. Okay, yes. Yeah. So was that before Fast Track? Yes. Fast Track? Yeah. 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 Wow. So, I yeah, remember. I reached out to him the other day. I thought, um, you know, he's been on my friends list for a while and yeah. just reach out for a chat. So, yeah. He's a good guy. That'll be an interesting podcast. Yeah. Smart guy, too. He knows his sheep. Yes, he does. Sheep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Brad Meyer will be the next guest on the show, folks. So good one. After Christmas. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy, for Thanks, mate. coming on the show. Nice. nice to see you in person. Yeah, you too. You too. All wish, the best for 
life <laughs> in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person more often yeah. in the future. That would be good. Yep. Uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas <laughs> and you, your family and your fox. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone listening, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Um, and stay safe, stay yeah. healthy, stay sharp, and stay creative. Good one. All right. All right. Catch ya. Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. <laughs>